Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hello and welcome to Springboard, your virtual university. My name is Albert Okran. Welcoming you on behalf of Team Springboard, ably led by Comfort. This is your most inspirational show and the point where the greatest minds in the world converge. Your virtual university is brought to you by the Springboard Roadshow Foundation and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, Just Be, the Enterprise Group, Enterprise Your Advantage, UMB Bank, celebrating 50 years in banking and partnered by the central university ghana's premier private christian university our media partners the multimedia group and the graphic business so today we turn our attention to a conversation about when when customer relations it sounds very nice but i have good news and bad news to start i was thinking of asking you which one you would like first but i've, I've decided for you to ask to give you the bad news first in one minute and then use the rest of my time with my guests to bring you the good news. So what's the bad news? What exactly is the cost of poor customer service? How much money are companies losing across the world as a result of poor service? I stumbled on this report by a new voice media that said companies are cumulatively or collectively losing 75 billion a year that's more than the country's gdp 75 billion annually to poor customer service you would think that if that's the case companies will be scrambling to get get it right and recover lost money but it's not as easy as that there are two big forces at work the force of internal misalignment or internal issues. And the second one is changing customer behavior. How big are these issues? And how can customers or companies stay at the cutting edge and keep their customers happy while they themselves also remain happy? My guest for today will help us understand these issues and give us some very important tips on how to win and let the customer also win. So I have with me today Ni Amankra Tete, the executive director in charge of business at UMB Bank Ghana. Ni, good to see you. Yeah. Very, very popular here at Springboard. Ni, let me start by congratulating you on 50 years in the life of the bank. You must be feeling very, very happy. We are very, very happy, very fortunate, and, and, and we are really thankful. And I'm sure this conversation is probably one of the most central themes that will will follow the bank's 50-year celebration. How to keep your customers happy and let them bring more money. Absolutely. Actually, this celebration is totally dedicated to our customers. Um, and almost every single activity and thing we've done is to bring the customer to the center of all we do. Um, and not just, you know, the cliche <laughs> ways of doing it, but we are actually, uh, we've committed it to making sure that we hear the customer. So try to improve the way we hear them in our feedback mechanisms. We'll touch on some of the issues that your customers and by extension the customers of every company are asking and some of the issues are so big we need to find perspective but before that let me introduce my second guest Janice Mkwango is also very popular here <laughs> marketing consultant we work with several multinationals and now running Afribiz Janem Salon and Spa. Janem good to see you. Pleasure to see you as always. How always. big is this conversation that we are having? I'm so excited. I can't wait to start sharing all my experiences, right. knowledge, 
skills, competences. I'm here to share. The good, the bad, and the ugly. All of them. <laughs> hey, let's start with you. I mentioned two things that companies are concerned about. The first being internal challenges, and the second being changing customer expectations. Which of the two is bigger? I, I, I would say... Which one bothers you personally the more? The one that bothers me personally is actually the changing customer behaviors. Why? Um, you know, fortunately, there are more tools today to actually try to align your internal challenges, to work through processes. Um, there are better tools today that allow you to um, get your you know, ducks in a row um, to, to deal with external challenges. Um, and and we, we've had a lot of time practicing for that. There are ways to go around it, whether it's a crisis period or something that you can do over a medium to long term. But when it comes to the changing customer behaviors, you don't fully have your hands around all of that. You can influence it to some extent, but you can't totally control that. And there are trends that are also in the environment that could change that very quickly. Um, and you might not necessarily be able to hold that. So for me, we and, and, and the way I, where I lead my team and how we look at this is to try to stay in a place where we know a lot more about what's happening outside there and how customers perceive us. Um, what the expectations are. Um, we spend uh, <laughs> an almost early amount of time trying to get that. The other point too is that when you understand that better, you're able to be a lot more efficient internally um, because the, 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 it's, it's so easy for a, a company or any firm to believe that they understand the customer enough to set up um, you know, a response to the customer. And, you, you will see many of the challenges that we've had recently in COVID in the way we responded to the customer needs show that indeed we were not ready. Um, we thought we were, <laughs> we pretended to be, um, and it, we, were, we were very quickly exposed. So very important to understand more. And in this place, you can't control it. But if you have an understanding, a better understanding than most, um, or you keep your eye on that horizon to see how it changes, to be able to follow some kind of trend. Sometimes there are no trends. Um, you, you are in a better place to respond um, than control is something that um, a few companies have been successful in changing it slightly, but not for, not, it's not permanent. So, some, some of the things are so basic that it's even scary when you think about them, Janet. For instance, if you are in the food business, you will realize that now people seem to prefer to sit at home and order and get it delivered to their home. And most restaurants are reporting that they are making much more money from having the food delivered to the customer than people walking in. It is cheaper for them as well. Mm -hmm. The model, so if you don't have a model for that and you're assuming that you've always been a restaurant mm -hmm. and they must come in, mm -hmm. you suddenly are cut out because mm -hmm. you have not amended your model just slightly mm -hmm. to an even cheaper option, mm -hmm. which will bring you more numbers. Yes. How critical is this understanding that needs mentioning? The understanding exactly what the customer is asking, okay. which may even be, be cheaper and better for you. How mm -hmm. critical is this understanding? success in business it is absolutely very critical let me start by saying as a, a marketing consultant our philosophy is it all starts and ends with the consumer now I'm using the, the word consumer here carefully because in certain companies the word customer is used in certain companies the word client is used in other places you have words like consumer being used all of them mean the same thing. The end goal is, who are you providing the solutions to? Now, I use the uh, words carefully, and it's interesting me that you talk about trends. What is happening is there is not a complete paradigm shift, but there's a, a progressive paradigm move. And these are based on trends. Now, globally, there have been four trends identified that are emerging, that influence everything that we do. The first one is tradition and legacy. That's the first global consumer trend. In Ghana, you see it everywhere. What we eat, how we're dressed, our thinking, our mindset, and so many other things. You see 
um, the year of return and how it influenced everything that is happening in Ghana. Our music, I mean, these days when you go to parties, there are no European dishes set. In fact, actually, you ask yourself, about, hey, what's going on here? And it's not only in Ghana, it's a global trend. The second trend, biggest one, is called smart. And this smart just means the internet of things. And this is huge. If anything at all, Abe, just like you mentioned, COVID has heightened the internet of things. Uh, the fact that convenience is a big trend now. The third trend is what we call experience and delight. Consumers are going beyond the request for the basic need solution. So if I come to bank for a financial transaction, I'm going beyond financial transaction to what I call enthusiastic customer experience. Do you get it? Because a financial transaction, I can go to another bank for it. But right now, the thing is, I'm talking about relationships, and that's why networking comes in. So it calls for your team to move beyond satisfying a transactional need to a relationship connectivity, right? That's so trend number one is traditional and legacy. Yes. Number two is smart internet yes. of things. Number three is experience and delight. And delight. What, what will be the fourth? Okay, so the word delight here is enjoyment. Don't forget that. So we're talking about experience. There's a song about enjoyment. <laughs> yes, enjoyment. <laughs> when it comes to your bank or any place. And the fourth one is what we call wellness. Wellness, okay. And wellness, I need not explain. Uh, the last time we were at uh, the Festival, Festival of Ideas, yes. we had a lot of people there. And wellness has gone beyond just certain facets of wellness. It's holistic wellness, the philosophy of holistic wellness. So if you have a very strong marketing team, they'll be watching these four consumer trends, but that is not enough. The other dimension affecting these consumer trends, if you allow me, is what we call the speed model. Speed, social. So many things happening in the social environment that are impacting these four trends. The second is political. So if you're smart in your organization, you're watching these social trends, what is happening in the social environment, irrespective of the profile of the consumers you're handling. The second is a political environment. The third is the economic environment. There's so many economic policies changing in Ghana and it's global. Look at what is happening on the global you know, environment. Whoever thought that something happening in Eastern Europe could affect the price of bread in Ghana, right? Right. So that's economic. The fourth is environment, sustainability. I mean, the last time they're talking about tree planting, saving the environment, etc. And the last but not the least is technological. So okay. speeds, yeah? Social, political, economic, environment, and technological. How are they affecting these four consumer trends that I've mentioned? Let's break it down for the purpose of a bank celebrating running your bank since 1972. I, I always tell myself that in the kind of environment you're operating, when you survive, your company survives for 10 years, you must be doing something right because it's not as easy as it looks. And one of the things that's conversation that has permeated a lot of business seminars is longevity and building a transgenerational business. So when you find a company that has been there for 50 years, you definitely are doing something right. I want to pull out that thing for the benefit of our listeners and viewers who are either birthing companies or, or even trying to grow existing companies. Let's stay with the customer's expectations, something that you've mentioned. One of the things that I found out in the research that I, I shared is that one of the biggest challenges and the reasons why companies lose money is the onboarding process. And you ask yourself, but that should be, that should, that's supposed to be almost literally like the first step in the relationship. And I read again and again and again to try and understand why will the first step in the journey be the most expensive error and the most problematic? On Father's Day, I had a wonderful privilege of going 
out with my children to a restaurant. The food was great. The setting was perfect. Everything was great. And I was very happy. I mean, who would be happy when your children take you out? But something happened. And, and it just caught my attention. So we got there. The food, there was so much variety. And they gave us a menu. And then here you were, spoiled for choice. And not knowing how to decipher, how to choose between all the various options. Then my son, Oreku, who's typically social media savvy and understands all these things, says, you know what? It would have been far better for the restaurant if they had they had created an experience with your phone you can scan a code and get a 3d experience of pumpkin soup is this color is this and the, and and then you can make a choice based on so if you chose based on what you saw and you didn't like what you got you feel unfairly treated and that would affect your next choice me onboarding from the perspective of an executive director of a bank let's talk about this onboarding thing and why it can be underrated and yet very key you know you know Reverend, you've, you've, you've hit on a very sore nerve for many businesses not just banking but across the world um one of the big mistakes most businesses make is that they think they, they think they know what the customer expects um, and especially when you've been there for a while, you take it for granted that once you build a structure, people will just come through it. Um, in a previous life that I was in a very competitive um, place, we actually, fortunately for us, just around the 2018-2019 period, began to ask ourselves the question, how could we make it easy for people to just onboard um, to us? How, how could, so we had, we had the customers in the room and we... Um, asked them all these questions and then went through the usual things that you do to try to get it. And when they came back to us, you would think that we understood what they were saying. The subtlety of the differences was stark for me. And we, when we went to, to implement and followed what they had told us, we came up with an experience where by the time it was COVID, you know, actually that was the year we actually did the most. Because we had gotten that small piece right. Mm. And we hadn't gotten it right by building, you know, typically what would happen, or oh, we want to build this new onboarding tool for customers, we want to do an app, is a smart thing to do, everybody's talking about it, or a web, smart thing to do, everybody's talking about it. But having asked how the customers, for example, on the road to Hawaii, would experience onboarding on a web page, uh, the internet there is terrible. Um, if, if, you, if you've not traveled that place to experience, you understand it. So one of the biggest mistakes we make is thinking we know what the customer wants to have. We are fixing the solutions and everything. It's a great idea. And it does sound intelligent. It sounds right. But when you don't take the opportunity to actually see from the customer's perspective, as they on board, you 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 miss it. You you, you miss it. It, it. It's like this 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 experience I was just talking about. We thought once we had several branches across the place, customers would come in there. Um, by the time we're coming into end of 2019, we had almost 90% of our customers who went on that process. It was easier. They didn't need to carry tons of papers to our branches. Wherever they were, they could just onboard an agent if they wanted an agent to support them. They could do that. It, it just changed how they did business. And what became the challenge was now when they even wanted to go to another place, um, and they went to the place, and the experience was they said, ah, and over that period, our industry changed. Complaints from customers are helpful. The reason is just this one reason why I love complaints. Because for the first time, the customer is telling you, you are not solutioning the customer from your perspective. Perspectives matter. I'm solutioning from the, how the customer experiences me. And he's telling me it's a bad experience when I use your perspective to come onto your platform. So, so for me, that, 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 that's where we missed, I think we missed the punch to get it. And when a customer actually onboards well, all the other metrics we look at that matter, that, they, they, it, it, it speaks for itself. For me, I saw that in 90% of our customers actually just moving to that place. And less than, now that same company I was working for, I've closed all their branches. I'll tell you what, one of the things that is humbling, and, 
and I had, I had a recent interview with my friend um, Gwen Jimado, CEO of Hair Center, who was saying that she was so sure she knew her product and she knew how the customers wanted it. And so she did it in that way and suffered lots of, lots of setbacks. Until one day she sat down and her customers told her what they wanted. And she found out that it was even cheaper, cheaper. than what she was doing. And her business just boomed. And the humility to say, that, ah, why have I been struggling with something that I think is good? When the customers know exactly, and sometimes it's just as, it sounds so simple, simple that you say, is that all? Me, what, what is it that makes us not, not cross that last mile to find out the issue? Is it that we are so sure? Or is it that the customer will keep quiet until your fingers get bent? What, what's the missing factor? To know. Honestly, I, I, I think it's um, the fact that there's so much structure around us where we see people and customers following or going there. And so we lack the courage to actually trust that the customer understands what they're talking about. Um, and, 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 and the example is, is, is the, the myriad of them. I mean, when, when people started to do this um, takeaway business, you know, do you, you remember the days of Check Check? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, those guys, those are the guys I credit with actually changing our restaurants in Ghana, I think. You know, people thought you needed to go and be able to sit at a place. Mm. And the church guy showed us that, no, you start just five minutes. I'll give you your hot dish right. to go away. And I, if, if you didn't go through the church revolution, you don't understand. But it, it totally changed how people then began to see the experience that consumers have, want. Consumers need a service. And to what Jenna was just saying, when, once they've got it, they notice when you do it in a manner that gives them joy, in a manner where it's convenient, in a manner where they go away thinking, I want to do this again. Right. And when you miss all of that, you might actually deliver the service and ignore all of that on the basis of cost, which is what is killing everybody. And, and the market scheme that the customer and the has is different from yours. It's different from yours. Let me come to you on that. You have given course. that thing, yeah, but the yeah, customer yeah. has actually scored you a very low grade. And it's very painful to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> This is Springboard Investor Investing, and my guest for today, Nia Mankatate and Janice Nkwamwils, helped me to understand how to build win-win customer relations. And if you run a church, please listen. If you, run a, if you run a political party, please listen. If you run a food business, please listen. If you run a bank, please listen. If you run a beauty business, a wellness business, please listen. There is nobody who is exempt. If you run a government, please listen. Yes. Janet, let me come to you. Yeah. So, Nee's first two words were actually my answer. Yes. <laughs> Why do we think the customer, we know more than the customer about what we are trying to do for them? He smiled and said, to know. Yeah. <laughs> said it's very, a, very, a very, very simple way. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. two words are very revealing. Yes. My favorite example is I interviewed a, a doctor who was very broken here in the studio. And he says, I got a client a patient come in and I, 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 I tested their vitals and the patient said I was wrong and I was very upset because I went to medical school. I knew what I'm doing. Mm. The patient said I was wrong. Out of frustration, I called the nurse to come with a different machine and measure the patient's vitals and the patient was right. The nurse got exactly what the patient had said was the correct reading. Mm. The patient simply had a watch that could measure. Mm. digitally and accurately what the reading was. Wow. So he asked me, who went to medical school? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so those two words, two known, may sound funny, but they yeah. are a reality yeah. about yeah. we think we went to do the banking at MBA level. Yeah. We hold these degrees. We understand this after so many years. Mm -hmm. But Jenny, the point I want to come to is mm. today's customer is very knowledgeable, mm -hmm. technologically savvy, mm -hmm. has access to not just research, but unfortunately, competitor offerings. Yes, yes. <laughs> and is very assertive, can say no, yes. and I won't take this. Yes. How, and, and, and demanding of, like Ni rightly said, 
not just cost, which is the, the, the factor most people look at, but convenience, mm -hmm. doorstep delivery. Mm -hmm. They want customized service. Do it my own combination yes. of yes. this and that and that. You see, yes. but we don't do that. You see, we combine it. Yes. How do we keep pace with somebody who is bringing you money, mm -hmm. but who says, I want it my way? And it's not like the old customer you knew mm -hmm. who wasn't very sure about what is going on. Yes. This customer knows exactly what they want. Yes. How do you keep pace with it? Lovely. My first statement here was, it all starts and ends with the consumer. It starts and ends with the consumer. And this should be the mindset of any organization. And like you enumerate church whatever if the whole organizational orientation is that it starts and ends with the consumer things are different the second thing is doing consumer researches or trying to understand the consumer is a cost to the company and most companies see it as cost whereas others see it as investment so it is to change your paradigm and look at understanding the consumer from a cost perspective to an investment perspective. And once every investor knows that when you are thinking from the perspective of investment, you also think of returns, right? So now, let me say I've in invested $100,000 in understanding my consumer deeply, where they live, their purchasing habits, what is changing in the environment, how the drivers, what drives the consumer is shifting. Again, permit me to come in here, Albert, because I'm, as a marketer, I'm automatically interested in studies. There are five global consumer drivers. On the bigger spectrum, it moves from individualistic driver to a driver that is called freedom, to a driver that is called social, to a driver that is called control. Now, within this spectrum, there are five. So either it's me time, because I want to do everything my way, I have the desire to learn more. If I'm from, and this desire is what will drive the consumer to go on the internet and try to find solutions to things personally. So if, irrespective of the organization or the business you're in, if you don't understand that the consumer wants to go on a self-discovery and therefore discover things, you'll be in the dark completely. So, me time. The other is what we call um, be clever. Be clever is I want to do things efficiently. I want to plan. That's where the convenience comes in. I want to plan my life better. I want to do things in a more efficient way. Today, most people in business, organization, leaders are sitting there. Be clever because they want to do things more cleverly. And therefore, if I come to Springboard and I realize, oh, these guys are not being clever, you will see that you, you cannot hold me. As a consumer, I will shift to another organization that I believe I am in tandem with, depending on what I'm looking for, or depending on what I'm looking for. The other is exploratory. And this exploratory talks about self-confidence. I'll end here, and then when you ask me other questions, self-confidence, as I'm sitting here, I want to be confident that I'm doing the right thing for myself, for my family, for my business, for my, for my, for my, for my. And therefore, if you don't invest in trying to understand what is this consumer looking for and how can I help the consumer to achieve this? There's a popular philosophy which I love, Albert, and this is nature hates emptiness. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm holding back you. It hates emptiness. If there's emptiness, it will fill it. So there you are, thinking, big man, big woman, I understand the consumer. No. Return on investment. Look at it from the other perspective. That is when you're being smart, not when you're sitting in your office. 
This is Springboard, your virtual university. Today, having a conversation about win-win customer relations, and my guests, Executive Director, Business at UMB Bank Ghana, Nia Mankratete, very, very popular here at Springboard. And of course, Janice Nkwemel is also a very good friend of ours here, the CEO of Janem Salon and Spa, and also a marketing consultant, helping us to just appreciate how much customer relations have changed and the consumer expectations that should drive every conversation. Now, so far, we've been talking about uh, an executive level and uh, the thinking, the business strategy. When we come back, let's break it down. What about the second reason that was given why companies lose money? That is internal alignment. The people at the top have one idea. The people downstairs too have one idea. And the woman says, me, now I cannot even travel because when I'm not there the customers come, they don't treat them like how I treat them. And they don't understand why it is important to keep smiling all the way. We'll talk about that one. Practical, serious, and painful experiences. This is Springboard, your virtual investment, brought to you by the Springboard Racial Foundation and proudly sponsored by UMB Bank, celebrating 50 years in banking, MTN Pulse, just be the enterprise group enterprise your advantage central investing ghana's premier private christian investing and with media support from the multimedia group and the graphic business please don't go away hello dear valued customer hmm. asmo the entire customer service team is out for lunch please call back in four hours what bad service Ah nana, with bonds from Enterprise D, you will love the customer service experience cake. I am available for you 24-7 on the Enterprise Advantage app, the Enterprise website, and on WhatsApp number 055-400-1924. Hello, Babs. Chat with Babs from Enterprise, your contact for insurance, pensions, funeral and property solutions from the Enterprise Group. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your Advantage. <laughs> when you can be anything, who will you become? When you can go anywhere and never feel alone, how far will you go? When you have the means to make your dreams real, when will you start? When your voice can reach every ear. Who will you inspire? When your money can travel faster and further than you ever could, where will you send it? When you can tell a story in every language, which ones will you tell? When nothing can stop you, and everyone's behind you, and, and the, the whole world, world awaits, awaits you. you. Don't go alone. Go with us. Everywhere, Everywhere you, you go. go. Aquama, UMB, is proud to offer you the best business solutions possible. We have been excelling in serving Ghana since 1972, and our sole interest is to make your business succeed. We are committed to making you to become number one in any sphere of business or enterprise you are pursuing. With our experience in growing some of the biggest SMEs in Ghana, we can support you become the business leader in Okaishi, Suami, Abusokai, or any of the SME enclaves in Ghana with our SME solutions. Our latest SME loans allows you to take a loan backed by the value of your cash flow and inventory so you can increase your trade efficiently. Speak to our business bankers or visit any of our branches now. UMB Bank, you first. Apply now for a degree at Central University, Ghana's leading private Christian university. Admissions are open for the 2021-2022 academic year. Degrees are available on our campuses at Mutual, Christ Temple Abusokai, and Kumasi. You can also enroll in our MBA with various specializations. Scholarships are available for needy but brilliant students. Call now on 0303-318-583. You can also visit our website at central.edu.ga for more info. Welcome back from the break. Springboard, your virtual university today, looking at win-win customer relations with Niamh Kratete and Janet Sunkamels. In this part of the conversation, we want to explore internal alignment. One thing the research threw at me very painfully 
is that sometimes there is an obvious contradiction between how certain parts of the business see the customer in their issues and how other parts i'm not saying one part is guilty one part is not guilty i'm just saying that sometimes what the person at the board level exco level is seeing and what the person interfacing with the customer on a daily basis is seeing just do not match and once it's already and sees it and the other person on the on the floor does not be because consumers asking who exactly represents the brand me how real is this? And from your own practical experience, how do you navigate a situation where one is saying this and one is saying that? When, when you've spent a lot of time trying to understand the customer, your day-to-day -day work could be just occupied by this, this alignment. And you know, I, I don't know if you've noticed recently this whole trend where people are beginning to call what they do different things. So we are leaving behind the HR. Nobody calls it. People have stopped calling it human resources. I've started calling things like people experience, um, people and culture, um, cultural transformation, all manner of things. And that's because people are beginning to listen to the customer. And the reason is, so typically when people are setting up a, a firm, um, no one goes to consult the customer. The, the consultation with the customer is in a, is in a report that uh, <laughs> comes with your plan. But when you're setting up your team, there's a customer journey map to receiving the pro product or the service you're offering. And that should be what informs how you set up your company. Unfortunately, when we set up the firms, we are copying what the leaders are doing. So they've got this department, they've got this department, they've got this department, you recruit, you fill them, and you're hoping that because you're set up like the leader, everybody's going to, you know, business is good. You go in a few years and find out that you didn't understand why that person even set up that particular department. You don't understand why they were uh, organizing their business in that particular form. So you've got many companies that are set up and their very existence is disparate with what the customer is coming to do at the firm. Hmm. That's a very dangerous point you're making. You're seeing that the, 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 company's, the company's structure and their recruitment yeah could be fighting what they're trying to achieve. Absolutely. That's, that's very scary. It is. But, but I mean, walk into almost any firm today, and you'll begin to see exactly that. Um, we've, 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 we've moved away so much from structure. A lot of people are doing things online. Customers are buying more things online. But we are seeing quite a bit of, we are seeing quite a lot more structure. Um, and and you, you see space. And you're thinking, oh, but if everybody's doing this online, or if everybody is ordering this online, why do we need all of that space? Because it's because it wasn't set up like that, and the cost to move to even serve the customer the way they understand is too is too heavy. You know, it pushes further. So you're talking about the company itself not being aligned to what the customer is expecting, yes. and therefore building a big building where the customer really doesn't need that much space. I mean, setting up departments that are not teams. very needed yeah. but now let's talk about even the internal congruence so you make a promise let's say you're sitting on springboard and you say when you walk into a umb you will experience this and the customer walks in and, and does not experience, experience this and he says if i had the man's number i would call him <laughs> and ask him and you really meant it and you are determined to do it and you can sit down and by virtue of where you sit in the pyramid or the bank mm. calculate the cost to the bank of one transaction gotten mm -hmm. wrong mm -hmm. or one client lost as a result of that misalignment. And the person that you are you've entrusted that 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 facing responsibility with does not even see it, or if you try to explain, does not even care. Mm -hmm. Hey. Mm -hmm. So so and, and, and it goes right back to something we've actually talked about here. If you if you were if I were, if I wanted to make a statement like that, it means I'm giving you a, a guarantee. In coming out with that guarantee which is a service guarantee, I would have to go and walk the journey. So you've got management who gets um, kind of a helicopter view of what things are and the impact and all of that. And he makes a promise here. But you forget that the team who you're working with don't see it from the same view. They've got a very totally different expectation to meeting the customer fulfillment. They are seeing the obstacles that they encounter, the bureaucracies that are hidden, in the documents that you provide for the customer to fill, the total absence of um, a space within which the customer can express themselves 
in, 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 in middle order. So for the customer who is on the shop floor, there has to be a point at which when I make a promise like that, mm -hmm. I have come to the shop floor, worked with the colleague on the shop floor mm -hmm. to experience the customer's reaction mm -hmm. or feedback as they come through the process. Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 and that's why um, pro, um, pro, processes like walking in the shoes of the colleagues who actually, come, who actually execute on your promise mm -hmm. to do that thing is important. Mm -hmm. The, the last time you, you mentioned one of your colleagues pulling you into the cage. I said for three excruciating hours as a teller. And you, as a they take you into the, into the tellers, yeah, yeah, yeah. the tellers, it is no and joke. closure, and after three hours, you're like, respect, yeah. respect. No, no, no. I, I left I'm sure the next, the next board meeting you went to, no, you, you presented with a bit more humility because absolutely. the issues were different. Absolutely. Janet, let me come to you. Yes. You see, the promises are important. I mean, we are not politicians, but. <laughs> Surely, in business, you have to make a promise. Yes. Because why else would a person tune to radio and listen to Niamh Yes. You have to make a promise. Yes. So I want to quote from from our book Shiba, mm -hmm. the, a customer service book mm -hmm. called Shiba, uh, written by Campbell and I a, a years ago that went very viral on the internet. It says a company that promises to deliver pizza in fifteen minutes mm -hmm. and does so in twelve minutes. Mm -hmm is more likely to be appreciated mm -hmm. than one that promises to deliver the same pizza mm -hmm. in 10 minutes mm -hmm. and delivers in 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Explain the issue of promise and delivery. Okay. There's one word in between, yes. and that is commitment. Right. Commitment. I'm, I'm going to answer your questions from three different angles. Um, piggybacking on what you said. Leadership has to come with service. It doesn't matter where you are in the organization. Leadership has to come with service. Because we don't have time. That's the first one. We can go into depth if we... The second is your workers are your first clients or customers or consumers. The way you treat them is what they will translate to the consumer or the customer or your client. So I'm sorry, but you can sell your vision however. And if I, as a worker, I'm not experiencing your brand promise, I cannot internalize it and therefore transfer it to your external customer in this simplistic terms, because we don't have time, but I think this is self-explanatory. Now, delivering a brand promise is like, okay, why do we call it a tagline? Springboard has this tagline, your yes. virtual university. You go into a shop, the label, which is the taxi, is Excel, right? And then you go and buy it, you are an Excel, and you wear it, and it turns out to be an L, or a small, or, medium. or a medium you have not delivered on the brand promise. Yeah. So first thing, it's important what tagline or brand promise you have. The first thing is that brand promise must align to the consumer's needs and solution. If it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you've put on Excel. If a person is medium and you say, I'm selling Excel, of course the person is not coming to buy the Excel. So the brand tagline must be in alignment to the solution provided to the customer or consumer. And when you have that tagline, you have to deliver internally and externally. The delivery, Albert, believe you or not, it comes before the, 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 the onboarding. The brand experience comes before the onboarding. Because, well, there's internet of things. We mention it as one of the big uh, consumer trends. I should be able to sit in my house and Google UMB and read everything. And therefore, before I get there, I have what, certain expectations before I walk into the door. So managing your brand promise before the onboarding is number one. Let's understand that onboarding is psychological and physical and even more crucial, emotional, right? from that perspective. So before I get, I have those expectations. And then when I enter, 
The conflict comes because internally you haven't marketed yourself to your staff. So let's take the practical example. If you come to my organization, I am there. From, from my, I, I don't sit in my office. Sometimes before home, I would have decided, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Immediately I enter. When I drive and the bin is not where it's supposed to be, I'll call the security man, the dustbin has to be here. Okay, the security man is asleep at the gate. No, you need to be awake because the experience online, then when I come, I'm watching all those things. But you know that you can... Do, how do you deal with misalignment? I mean, let's talk about the reality that many CEOs, if they were here, will say, Charlie, I mean, when you get there and the person is asleep and the customer has walked, driven in, and therefore, because the security man is asleep, they've packed... I went to a place, a restaurant, and I've, I've not gone there again. I won't mention their name because I don't mm, know their mm, business. But mm. the security person had left to go and buy food without telling anyone. This was a food chain. Okay. Left for some reason. I packed my car, went in for a few minutes to just grab... I won't even tell you what I bought, so mm -hmm. it gives you an idea. <laughs> mm -hmm. I come back, somebody has smashed my car, taking my, my valuables out of the car, and I ask... The security man, oh, he just went briefly. Ah, but I could, I, I could give you the textbook saying, answer to your for, question. For you that runs the business, what do you do? Because what you do tells me, the customer, that, that you really are concerned. Mm. If you point me to the signage on your wall that says, yeah. well, customers park here mm. at their own risk. risk. My conclusion, I do business you don't with care. you. No, mm. I do business with you at my own risk. Yes. Because I have to park. Yes. And yes. I can't bring my personal degrees yes. to the car park. Yes. Tell it. How, speak to that CEO who's saying, ask them, I have to travel. I have to be away. The quality of service the person gets in the church, the watches, seller, the whatever, must be the same as when I'm there. And if people don't do it and I fire them, don't bring your uncle and the chief in your village and your pastor to mm -hmm. come and beg me. Talk to me. Okay, I'll <laughs> talk to you from two different angles. Because... Um, I have been in the corporate and now I'm an entrepreneur. Usually in the corporate environment, we set up systems. And systems are supposed to run things smoothly. Policies, uh, sanctions, whatever, whatever, whatever. They are all there. So first of all, if you're in the corporate environment, please understand your consumer and set up systems within the organization that helps you to achieve results when you are not there. It's very key. It's one of the most difficult things to do. Now, as an entrepreneur, I came into, <laughs> I always say, when I started my business, I'm like, okay, Charlie, if I knew that this was going to be it, I would have stayed in my corporate environment <laughs> where there are systems <laughs> and everything. Because I, finally, I realized that I had to move from my top executive boardroom status to the level of the security man when I have to talk to him, to the level of let's say, the hairdresser, when I have to talk to her. And then I realized, oh, Charlie, I'm applying systems. They are not working. One of the things I found working, unfortunately, is sanctions. The expected behavior and what happens when the expected behavior fails. And unfortunately, Albert, Functions related to money is one of the things that work. So if you don't come to work, and Albert, I'll tell you practically, those who are hearing me will understand. Why are you not at work? My mother was sick. My father, my uncle. No, I had to go to a funeral. Outdooring, you know, all the things. And they play on your emotional intelligence. Because, ah, so you, if my uncle died, you don't even care about me. They tweet it like that, that you don't care about me, right? So that doesn't work. Oh, my phone, there was water on it. I, immediately you start with my phone, I tell you, stop, stop, stop. As for the phone example, I have 20. <laughs> my phone dropped in the gutter, my child took it, I have 20, so don't go there. So then finally, so I realized that sanctions related to money was one of the things that worked, unfortunately. But I think the issue is you really have to keep testing to see what works. There is not a one solution fits all. But they're saying that at least for consistency, yes. there must be systems 
and procedures in yes. place. And you are saying also that sometimes sanctions are key yes. in reinforcing compliance exactly. with, with expected behavior. Exactly. I can't end this conversation without asking you about the issue of customer complaints. I was reading Bill Gates' thoughts about that, and I was quite impressed. He says, you must be happy when customers complain. Yes. I was, I was shocked. I, I mean, this is, uh, that's what I've been reading all week. I mean, and when Bill Gates talks, I listen, because mm -hmm. actually, it's not from a textbook. He's talking about reality. Yeah. And I stumbled on this statistic that said, one negative review can dissuade a prospective customer from buying by as much as 22%. One out of five, one out of uh, four. Mm. One bad review mm. can do a 22% negative variance on the customer's mm. willingness to buy mm. from you. Now, if prospective customers find three negative reviews, <laughs> the potential for lost business increases to, let me hold my head before I say it, 59.2%. Just three people on Facebook mm. shouting against your salon, against your it bank. It is real. Against your church, it is real. They parked and somebody broke mm -hmm. their their, their windscreen mm -hmm. or their driving mirror. Mm -hmm. Me, how how do we harness customer complaints and turn them around? Because complaints naturally are not supposed to be nice things. How do we harness them? Just to close. So, so for 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 any business, if your customer is complaining, it means they are still committed to doing business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If they were not interested in most, if they're not interested, in you, they just go or they run and go. But if they're complaining, it means the next time I come and do this, I don't want to see this problem here. And I'm telling you so that you can get better. So for me, the, the complaints um, management process is really critical. Indeed, when, when you have a sitting where your customer, your customer complaints can be read, especially for leaders, it's, it's, it's you must, you must go through that personally and appreciate what it is. And if you have opportunity, you go into the banking hall or you go into the, your shop floor and listen. And if you have opportunity, have the customers themselves speak to you about how painful it is. Because you are, it's, 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 it's a gem and it allows you and gives you the inputs that you use to create or build um, an environment where the customer, when they are working, allows you to correct your journey maps, it allows you to correct your, your service delivery processes, allows you to correct even your, your promises, your service promises, allows you to look at that again. One thing I, I, I find out is customers expect at least what you promised. That's a minimal one. Mm -hmm. And then when you give, so if you're giving other things and you have not delivered what you promised, you failed. So you need to at least pro offer what you promised. Yeah then you start to do those other things. Mm -hmm. Now, when the customer complains to you, many people think, for example, that, oh, once I can just get an answer to the customer, the customer just goes away. The customer would like to hear what went wrong when the system fails and how you are going to resolve it when they will hear from you. Typically, what happens is that, yes, we'll solve it. The customer should go away. But you haven't you have you have you have helped the customer. If the customer has to come to you and complain about that thing again, or come back to ask when you're going to do it again, you've, you've actually taken a lot from the best. I know friends who, when they're traveling um, to Dubai, and they're looking at almost 50 hotels, and then they have just had one complaint. All they do is they go and check, like two months after that. They didn't want to make the same complaint again. So the repeat complaint is actually a problem. People know it's a human institution. Please, when it's solved, you must make an effort to go back communicate and communicate to the customer and let them know what, that what wow. you, you talked about has been done. And actually, I'll, I'll give you an interesting story. We had a customer whose, whose account went dormant because she had complained about something. And this is a very popular thing. She had traveled outside the country. She wanted to maintain the account, but we gave her no opportunity. She didn't understand how she could do it. She could not activate, she could not transfer, but she couldn't do anything. So the account had gone dormant for about two years. Mm -hmm. Now, one of our leaders was going through his complaints, saw this one and said, well, we can solve this one. Easy. So immediately, he goes and speaks with the guys in the digital team, says to them, can you do this? Are we able to do this? Can someone do this from this? Does it matter if the person is outside? Can the person says no. So the person said, okay, let's call the customer. Call the customer. Well, it, it was told to her that this is what can be done. 
you know, she went, but you could have told me this all this time. Made a significant deposit and then started to transact from that place. And the account has been working. How would we have ever known if that leader did not take the time to look at those complaints? So in your, in your scheme of things, when all is said and done, the feedback. customer manage the complaint management system must bring the feedback or the complaint direct to the attention of decision makers. Yes. Simple. Yes. Yes. Unfiltered. Yes. Because sometimes you see China. No, no, no. Filtering it is a dangerous oh, thing. No, because mm -hmm. sometimes staff will do all, all they, they can, can even to help their colleague. Yes. Telling, Let's make sure themselves. this does not come to the attention that of boss true. because of the trouble. Exactly. That is true. It's true. That is true. True. You know, I hate to end conversations like this because I'm learning myself and I'm <laughs> engaging with real issues that relate to everyone in any kind of business. Mm -hmm. I can't sign off without giving you a minute, Janet Sinkanos, to share your closing thoughts and then Niam Angra to tell us what we should expect from UMB going forward after 50 years. Janet, you start. One minute. It all starts and ends with the consumer. Indeed, indeed. I've learned that clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and delivering your brand promise. Now, Maya Angelou has said something, and I'm paraphrasing here. People will probably forget uh, what you did. People will probably forget what you say, but people will never forget how you made them feel. It is crucial. Because a feeling here is an emotional thing. And you know, emotions have no logic behind it, huh? Mm. It connects the brain to the heart. So just be careful. In every delivery of the promise, look at how am I making the consumer feel. If the feeling is unpleasant, you'll be lucky if they come back to you. If the feeling is unpleasant, they sell that unpleasant feeling to six more people. And, and that is why, that one, I'm telling you, unfortunately, that, the pleasant that is why the loss is not 22%. I thought you were going to say 70%. Because that was just one. <laughs> because one, it, it one goes beyond. So deliver your promise and make people feel happiness. When they think your brand, they go to a place of happiness. That's the key thing. Talking about Maya Angelou, there's one other thing that she said, and that is phenomenal woman. Janet, yes. you've been a phenomenal guest. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. much. And my dear brother, Nia Mankratete. <laughs> Ni, congratulations once again on the bank celebrating 50 years in banking since 1972 with a focus on not just your corporate thing that you've been known for, but also with SMEs trying to build Ghana's next, next line of big corporate organizations. What should we expect from the bank going forward? So this last 50 years, we totally believe at UMB that it's because we've had customers who've actually stuck with us for so long. Um, and if they did not, and we are so proud of the fact that they have, if they did not, we will not be here. So we are committing this 50th anniversary celebration to a better understanding of our customers. So we've invested in ways that allow us to hear the customer at every touch point. Um, from as simple thing as a QR code, you can immediately register your your dissatisfaction or lack of enjoyment of a service. Um, you can write, there are so many channels. What, what we've tried to do is create an opportunity for every kind of person to speak to us about how they feel about us. And the next thing we've done is that we've tried to, we've, what we've done this year is actually totally collapsed what we used to do. And so try to like believe, reset. Try to reset, to build um, an infrastructure that measures more consistently whether we are meeting those commitments, because what we are hoping we can do is receive uh, more feedback about whether we are actually answering or listening to them. So that's what we've done um, so far for 50th. Win-win customer relations. Beautiful conversation that I'm sure will continue on social media and beyond the confines of this one hour discussion on the, the tagline virtual university. <laughs> this has been Springboard Virtual University. My name is Albert Okran, and my guests have been Ni Amankra Tete, the executive director in charge of business at UMB Bank Ghana, and Janet Sunkwamo's marketing consultant, also runs Afro Biz and JNM Salon and Spa. These guests, they come here often. This is their home, so you'll be seeing them again, and I'm sure we'll explore this a bit more. But on behalf of our partners, MTN Pulse, just be UMB Bank, celebrating 50 years in banking, the Enterprise Group Enterprise of Advantage, and Central University, Ghana's premier private Christian university, and our media partners, the Multimedia Group and the Graphic Business. 
anytime I say graphic design, I must pause and see that on Tuesday on page 18, you will find this entire conversation in transcripts for your reading and sharing with your loved ones. My name is Albert Okran, and so I'll come away again next week. God bless you. God bless you. And uh, God bless you. Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.